0: Shuttlepot 3, you're cleared for departure. Safe travels.
1: everybody, and welcome to Shuttle Scuttle. I'm Robbie, one of your hosts, and I'm joined by the wonderful and amazing James and Brandon on our shuttle today. Hey, hey, hey. Well, we just dropped off Alex and George at a Holosuite technology conference on Ferenginar. Mm-hmm. Let's just say mm-hmm. that those two love their Holosuite technology <laughs> and Holosuite time. And I thought that while we're heading back, we could have a bit of a chat about something that's been on my mind. Why is there such a love-hate relationship with the Discovery, otherwise known as the Crossfield class? What do you think, guys?
0: I'm going to throw this Mm. to James first, because I feel like James being out in the community, on our socials, and putting out photos of ships gets to see the love-hate that comes in for all the different classes, so... Mm gonna put you on the spot james but i do have thoughts and i'll share it
2: yeah i mean i track the hatred with the crossfield class all the way back to the next generation episode relics Mm. relics is the episode that some may remember it's where they find scotty in the dyson sphere Mm -hmm. it's also the first ever appearance of the original series sets outside of the original series oh yeah now Mm people who listen to our enterprise refit episode of shuttle scuttle will remember that i mentioned gene roddenberry in the motion picture mm-hmm. uh, kind of treated that film as a visual refresh and he said uh, both on the convention circuit in books in interviews this is how the original series would have looked back in the 60s if we'd had the budget right and people, due to being fans of the original series, ended up putting those original sets into relics and then into multiple episodes after that. So Deep Space Nine's Trials and Tribulations, uh, Enterprises in a Mirror Darkly. And it basically established beyond all doubt that the original series sets and the original series appearances were visual canon. Mm. Then Discovery comes along. Mm -hmm. And Discovery very much upsets that Mm -hmm. because it's built for the modern day and in the modern day if we had jelly bean buttons (laughs) it would work for trek fans but pretty much exclusively trek fans and nobody else and the thing is if you look at the franchise as a whole if you look at including the retcon of enterprise and everything like that enterprise discovery tmp era Mm -hmm. next generation all flow together quite nicely. The only one that really stands out there is the original series and how that looks. And I think that's what people dislike a lot about the Crossfield. It's the fact that it's so close to the original series, but while they've got a few hints here and there of like sound effects and uh, visual effects as well, they're really trying to do their own thing with it. And... If there's one thing that Trek fans hate more than anything else, it's people (laughs) trying to do their own unique thing without paying the appropriate lip service to everything else that's come before.
0: I mean, you bring up a good point because we've seen that with every new Star Trek series coming out. It's like, oh, you can't do that ship. We've got the galaxy, you know, when Deep Space Nine was coming out. And then when Voyager was coming out, same thing. Like, oh, you can't do the Intrepid because we've got all these other ships and they look this way. We've seen it with every ship coming out. Now, that said, I do think there was maybe a misstep with the Crossfield class was when the Discovery was shown for the first time in those teasers. Mm, Yeah. It really didn't for me, inspire me in terms of it being a hero ship. It made me wonder like, is this like a mix of Klingon technology maybe and Federation? We didn't know anything about Discovery at that point Mm. or where it was set or anything. All we saw was this ship start lighting up in an asteroid, and you had to come up with your own story of, like, why was it in that asteroid? You know, was Mm -hmm. it, you know, something being developed? But I do think it's very different in terms of, you know, the curviness that we even saw on the pre-TOS ships. Like, NX, like, you look at the NX-01 and it's got that, you know, futuristic look, but it's still retro, Mm -hmm. whereas I don't think Discovery quite landed on that. And I think they actually took that feedback and they heard that, and I do think that the refit that we saw in Season 3... You know, the Discovery A really took it, you know, that further step that it needed to really come across as what I see as a strong hero ship.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I I agree with everything with the two you said. And I think that aside from the ship design, I I think that one of the reasons why there's just like this love-hate relationship with the Discovery is also, if you think about it, right... Everybody, like, when it comes to, to science fiction and Star Trek, Star Trek specifically, mm-hmm. well, I guess you could apply this to the Star Wars philosophy also, right? It's like there's this there's this two competing philosophies. There's, yes, we want change. We want to think about the future. We want to think about seeing a ship or a, a concept that, that we can imagine that makes us inspired about how like where we will be going at someday in the future. But yeah. then when... The, when the writers do that, which the discovery was probably the most futuristic, you know, portrayal of something in the Star Trek franchise, I think that there's that that natural friction that comes of being resistant. Change right, Uh, like right on one hand, it's like we want change, we want things to look, we want X, Y, and Z. But then when you're presented with it, oh my goodness, like this is different. This isn't how it was before than the 60s and the shows or the 80s with next generation, the 90s with Voyager and DS9. This is so different. So I think there's also that natural aspect of once you get what you asked for, you're like, wait, whoa, hold on, this is too much change. And I Mm -hmm. think that the discovery definitely took things to to a new level. And the emotional part of the writers giving what people wanted. A lot of people had a hard time wrapping their brains around that.
0: That's an interesting perspective.
2: Yeah, I think as well, one of the leading reasons in not only the original discovery design being so controversial but also the a being more appreciated mm-hmm. it's just the amount of camera time that we have with the discovery mm-hmm. like season one of discovery it was very dynamic and it was very gritty and real true but as a mm-hmm. result of that we didn't spend too much time on the outside of the ship even yeah. in ship heavy scenes such as uh, when it's doing the um jump sequence around the klingon sarcophagus ship mm-hmm. you don't really see any of the discovery in that scene it's just going fadoom, 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 fadoom around it and you're not spending that nice time that we had with the galaxy class the intrepid the defiant deep space nine the enterprise just with it slowly going past the camera and that nice shot where you're just yeah. like oh yeah look at that beautiful ship. Whereas in season three, I think that they heard that a lot more and we Mm -hmm. got a lot more ship aesthetic goodness is the phrase I'm using instead of a different one. (laughs) Uh, I I know what you're going to (laughs) say. I see that
1: because I think that also one of the complaints, right, is that the lighting with all the other, the previous shows was more about hope was more open and light. And there was more open, you know, it was just, it just had like a different feeling with the enterprise mm, and with, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm. I, I mean, even the defiant, right. That was a warship, but it's almost like what, with, with what was going on in season one, like you said, James with uh discovery that really took us to a totally different level of darkness in star trek even even more so than the define than the dominion war and just like everything and it did progress and it got lighter and they kind of got more hopeful in the season three like you mentioned and it is interesting that i could see that as things changed with the with the seasons people you know of course i don't know i mean i could be wrong it seems like people are, are now accepting the discovery more so
0: I, I kind of have seen a bit of a shift too. Of course, as you get to see more of it, you maybe have more of appreciation. But James, I really like what you said and i really hope that we get to see more close-ups of ships and more ship time of them being up on screen and we got a little bit more of that in season three but it's been something overall that we haven't seen in the newer series and mm. you know i think that is because they're playing to the aspect of that characters and character development is important and i get that there's a lot of people watching the new star trek shows because of that but for us ship nerds and for us tech nerds <laughs> we want to see those beauty flyby shots and yeah they're important for us and they add to our story so i think the right mix is important but i do think we need more of those classic flybys and yeah. those pans around ships and we just want to see the details and designs because lately i think we've been having to wait for starship models to come out from eagle moss mm. or for star trek online to put it in the game before we actually get to really see what that ship looks like mm-hmm.
2: yeah i agree yeah i completely agree i think that you know seven's fenris ranger ship and even the yeah. herself. A great examples the la Serena was the focal ship of sorts in picard yeah it was the hero ship people didn't really look know what it looked like from every single angle until yeah. it came to star trek online
1: that's right yeah yeah and and obviously if you know i just really quickly i could just say like if the la Serena had like that kind of light i think discovery broke grounds that now people can look at a ship that has darker aesthetics and has like you know like that kind of a thing that Discovery did, and people would be like, okay, I can get it. Like, the Losseran is not so crazy of a concept now.
0: So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, guys, that was fun. You know, it's kind of nice to shoot the ship with you yeah. while we were kind of heading back. Um, but, you know, we are getting back closer to the ship now. So let's go ahead and get ready for landing. And to everybody else listening in, thank you for joining us today. If you want to get in touch, head to our website, shiptalkingpod.com, or send us a hail via email to hello at shiptalkingpod.com. You can also tweet us. We're at shiptalkingpod. And please check out the exclusive rewards available to our patrons at patreon.com backslash shiptalkingpod. A lot of fun rewards there for you. And your support means a lot to us. Stay well and we'll see you all soon. See you then. Bye. See you soon.